TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. And the squirrel has reappeared. You could hear the roar. And I figured that he was back on the field and he ran a sprint down the first baseline and into the Chicago dugout. Ran right between Kepler's legs. <laughs> right through the five hole. Not the best route efficiency. <laughs> He's sprinting though. 28 miles per hour. Can squirrels run that fast? Those highlights courtesy of Fox Sports North. Rally Squirrel. 14 runs scored last night. Rally Squirrel. Indeed. The star <laughs> of the night. People loving the Rally Squirrel, except for Patrick Royce. We mentioned before the break. Was So he was saying this in the press box last night? No, no. I saw him on Twitter. Oh, you no. saw him on Twitter. I found the tweet during the break. My girlfriend DM'd it to me. Someone kill that G-damn squirrel. It would gnaw your baby's chubby little arm off if it had a chance. What if it was a muskrat running around the ballpark? Everybody would be shrieking in terror. Same difference. 410 shotgun when the ballpark is empty. Get her done. <laughs> Damn, pet. How do you really feel, Mr. Ricey? Cute, fuzzy little squirrel, man. Was I mean. No, you. No. This is not about the squirrel. This needs to be pointed out. <laughs> this is not about the squirrel. Manny will back me up on this. You've done more shows with him than I have. This is not about the squirrel. Nope. It is about the attention that the squirrel is receiving. Yep. And it's disproportionate to how much attention that he believes that the squirrel should be receiving. But the players are t- t- more than okay with it. Nelson Cruz said, make sure we keep that thing around after the game. Max Kepler said he loved it. Max Kepler is a guy whose legs it ran in between. If anybody has a right to be offended or upset <laughs> or put off in any way by the squirrel, it would be Max Kepler. That's what I'd say. Rami, let me tell you. You're going to get, as as you continue to work here at Score North... <laughs> You're going to get to know our guy, Patrick James, Stephen Royce. You're going to get to know him a lot better. And you're and to the point where none of what you see from him on Twitter will surprise you yep. one bit. A hundred percent right. Like, Manny, I don't know how many tweets I read in a night. I don't know. Yesterday I was just on my phone. I wasn't on my, on my lap. Like with tweet deck open, I feel like I read 60 million tweets a night. But if I'm just on my phone kind of scrolling through and inning breaks or whatever, I don't know how many tweets that is. Hundreds. Pat's tweet was the least surprising tweet I saw all last night. I could have written it myself. Yep. <laughs> if you would have texted me, Wetmore, what's uh, harsh. tell me what Patrick's take on the squirrel is going to be. I, I could have filled it in. I wouldn't have gotten the gauge of the shotgun right because I didn't, whatever, not a hunter, but maybe I would have done some background research, looked that up, find out what you'd use to hunt squirrels, and I would have been able to fill in that tweet just about word for word. This is the guy that last year called... Geese. He call, he referred to them as now, flying carp. Uh, I can't disagree with yeah, that. That one, that one might be right. <laughs> Canada he, geese. On the radio, he I referred to geese. geese as flying carp. I love yes. animals. I love animals. And I'm not advocating for goose violence here, all right? Don't let anybody go out and do something to a goose on my behalf. But if I woke up tomorrow and Thanos had snapped his fingers to rid the world of geese, I'd be totally okay with it. I'd be 100% okay with it. Those things are nasty, mean, and deceptively large and, and vicious and dangerous. Have you ever seen? Go to YouTube. I accidentally got in a fight with a goose one Go time. to YouTube. I walk past Go geese Go to YouTube all the time. and search goose attack. Yeah, Those things fun. are not 
not to be messed with. I'm telling you that right now. Listen, I go walking around Bidet Makaska all the time, and there's geese there all the time. You walk right past them like they're just... They'll walk up to the little playground there. Yeah. (laughs) Like, they'll just hang out with the little kids. And they just poop everywhere. There's just goose poop everywhere. like they're normal pedestrians, man. I hate (laughs) geese. I hate them. It's the one animal on this planet that I absolutely hate. Pat doesn't hate squirrels. I don't think. Maybe he does. That was that was pretty harsh. It's really harsh. But he hates the attention that the squirrel is receiving when he'd like nothing more to just talk about baseball. And I feel him. I hear him there. But also, like, 162 games, man. Pat is not going to listen to this. Soda. There's been a lot of squirrels. Land of 10,000 rakes. Just have some fun with it. I think, uh, I think I'll offer... I think this tweet offers a full clarity on how Patrick Royce feels about uh, squirrels. You're right about that. <laughs> he didn't uh, leave a lot of ambiguity. 9.40 this morning, August 21st, 2019. Turned on NLB, MLB Network Radio. Immediately heard talk about our disease-carrying rodent at Target Field. To now which, that, that is slanderous, Patrick Royce. You don't know that that thing is carrying disease. To which I offer this, and it's a meme of... John Goodman in The Big Lebowski, and I can't read out the entire sentence that's there, but for FCC, you know, for fear of FCC violations, but it basically says, am I the only one around here that gives a bleep about the rules? So... But he does not know. He does so, not know yeah. that that squirrel is carrying any diseases. That is unfair by Patrick Royce right well, there. Who he has, should know better as, who an, has experience, the burden of as proof. an experienced journalist. He should know better than to libel or slander. You know what he's doing? Such a way. He's walking into that potential lawsuit, knowing full well the risks, knowing <laughs> that the only way that you could prove that he was wrong is to capture it, kill it. Do an autopsy. He's going to say, prove to me that it doesn't have diseases That's true. if you're going to sue me for that kind of nonsense. You have to cut the brain open to test for rabies. He knows the libel laws. That's mm-hmm. true. Meanwhile, on the opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to squirrels and Patrick Royce, Lauren tweeting into the show says, and with a picture, I had the squirrel come up and sit on my lap for a little while in Boston, was okay with me petting them and everything. If the twins want to bring me in as a squirrel whisperer, <laughs> I wouldn't say no. Okay, see, that's too far that's for me. Too, exactly. I was just going to say that. That's going too far Like, for me. I'm definitely not advocating adopting these things as pets. Like, you don't bring them into your living room because it's cute and funny and you think the twins are going to go on a rally. That to me is that's get where you start to get a little dangerous. That's where I would I'm not on Pat's side of the fence, but where I would at least like Wilson in uh what home improvement, I at least peek my head over the fence with curiosity. Right? I don't mess with wildlife, man. Like if if I'm in that dugout You don't know. You just he, don't know. He ran into both dugouts. He ran into the twins dugout two nights ago, ran into the White Sox dugout last night, and both times those guys who are more men than I am. I'll just put that out there right now. Scattered. Just scattered like school kids. It was amazing. Oh, and you'll I, find me in the clubhouse. I would do the same exact thing. Oh yeah. I don't wildlife that's comfortable with people and human contact, I always assume there is something wrong with it. Like it's either too brave or it's got rabies. Something is going on that that thing is that comfortable with me. Like a squirrel should not let you pet it. If a squirrel lets you pet it, I assume there's something wrong with it, and it's going to bite me. Are there any squirrel experts in the audience? I gotta think that somebody could call in and set us straight on like, is this is this just fun and innocent humor? Yes, or like, it's we... just fun and innocent. Okay, all right. It's a rally squirrel. It's not even the first of its kind. We've seen rally squirrels before. You don't know that this isn't the same one. 
Came from St. Louis. He just picked the twins. 2011. He's been making the trek since 2011 from St. Louis. Nelson Cruz. (laughs) Nelson Cruz. He feels bad. Years to get up here, man. This is his. Like he's he's. You know, please forgive me for how I treated the uh, St. Louis Cardinals and David Freeze. Something to think about. Well, they could use uh, the twins. Could use a little cameo from said uh, rally squirrel right now. They're. uh, down three to nothing in top of the third. Bases are loaded with two out against Jake Odorizzi. Yeah, and Manny, you're not going to like that. If, if you're watching it live or if you just go see the replay later, Jorge Polanco booted a ball. Yeah, You'd like I, to see I him, I make. did see that, yeah. I he, thought maybe you might just turn the microphone off and uh, couldn't quite, let uh, some get, steam off. Couldn't quite get the ball out of his glove there. Yeah. And I did not see that. And, yeah. It's one of the things I wanted to talk about getting back to baseball. Are, are we quite done on the For disease-carrying now. rodent? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, it's like I can't guarantee there won't be more until it pops up. No, of course yeah. not. Every team I would say that has won the World Series in my lifetime had people in August telling you their flaws and why they couldn't win the World Series. So while I fully hear Manny, I'm going back to you this last segment. Mm-hmm. I fully hear what you're saying, and Jorge Polanco's uh, maybe another example. Yeah, tremendous player. Extremely valuable for the Twins, and you're stoked over the moon that you've got him on this contract that you signed this winter. Odorizzi got out of it, by the way. Good. Well done. 3 nothing White Sox. Sorry. Get back to it. Important. Um, absolutely hear you on that. Jorge Polanco would fall into that same mix for me. Like, nice player, good, you're happy you got him. He's one of your franchise-like cornerstones now. Awesome. Positive player. Helps you get to and win a World Series. But not perfect. He's got flaws. He's got warts. He's not a perfect shortstop. I don't think his arm strength is up there with the best of them. I don't think, you know, his range and his timing. He's not Andrelton Simmons. But what I what I always try to go back to is something actually Buck Showalter taught me this uh six six years ago. It's really important to pay as much or more attention at what guys are good at and what they can do than it is to harp on the little gap between him and a perfect baseball player. Like, what what can't this guy do that Mike Trout can do? Well, okay, it's going to be a list. And for most players around the game, you're going to come up with flaws and shortcomings and, ah, I wish this guy was good or I wish this guy was better. I wish starting pitching was better on this team. I wish their defense was more consistent. All that stuff is fair and true, and we should talk about it throughout the course of a season, especially the time of year, if you're the Twins, that you can still go out and do something about it with trades and such. But now that we're here on August 21st, I just think competitive teams and and their fan bases and their media spends way more time talking about what's not going well for a team that's going to win 95-plus games I think we need to spend more time, at least an equal amount of time, talking about what is going well, what is working for this team. And then, if you can improve on the margins, awesome. I'm all for it. But my point is just that, go back last year, the Boston Red Sox, the Houston Astros, the Chicago Cubs, the Kansas City Royals, past four World Series winners, you could point to things and say, eh, that team's not perfect. That team's not perfect. And guess what? They got it done. They got to the finish line. They punched it into the end zone. How many sports metaphors do you want me to go with here before Hit the Manny, cuts my, shot. Manny cuts my mic off? Yeah. Scored a goal. Oh, you're good. <laughs> I was going to try to come up with one for tennis for Rami, but then I thought I'd just be nice. Hit the wickets. Is that what they do in cricket? They uh, hit, game point. Hit the wickets. Isn't that a thing? Isn't that how you score? It is. You hit the wicket. 
I don't know how you score, but I know a wicket is a thing in cricket. That's what you were asking. My point is that, uh, Rami, we'll go to the 2016 Cubs. Picture in your head, if it's not too much trauma to picture the World Series glory right. for a second. Yeah. Think about that team and how great it was, how amazing the stories of Kyle Schwarber and Javi Baez or Raldis Chapman and like on and on and on. I was scared so, every time the bullpen came in. Exactly right. Yeah. And that's just one example, but there right. are other things like Schwarber's not that good in left. Well, okay. he, was, he was hurt that year. I know, but then he yeah. came back for right, the World right, Series. Right. Yeah. But he's not that good of an outfit. It's like, okay, it's fine. Right. Of course he's not. No player is perfect. What do the sum of the parts equal? And that's what I can't wait to figure out here for this Twins team, not only into September, but then into October. I will say this, though. This nitpicking, it's natural. Natural, and it's fun. This is what you should be doing. And yeah, this is part of, even though it doesn't always feel fun, this is part of the fun. It's fun. Of, of following and covering a a Major League Baseball team that's that's playing for something in late August and, and September. And that's the big part of it for me, is that last year, I didn't give a damn about Eddie Rosario throwing the ball into the middle of the infield or or if Jorge Polanco was booting a ball or Miguel Sano booting a ball at third base or whatever. I didn't really give a damn about that because the team went 78 and 84. No, yeah. the magnifying glass is definitely but, out for but, this team. No but doubt. The fact and it should that be. they are on pace to win 95 to 100 games this year, I am picking up on a lot of those things more because that stuff is important to me because I want this team to go to the playoffs and make some noise and I want them to give themselves the best possible chance to do that, and if you can minimize, I mean, none of these, Derek, you're right, none of these guys are going to be perfect, and they're not going to do every single thing right, but the more you can minimize the mistakes, the simple fundamental mistakes, the better chance you're giving yourself to continue to win games in the postseason and advance and go as far as you possibly can. Yeah, I feel you. It, Absolutely. It, it's that, part that's, of the fun. Just, that's just the way I look at it. Like, just, you got to clean up some of this stuff to really give yourself the best possible chance, because they can go and they can have this great season and but they're going to go into the postseason they're not going to be the favorites probably not they're no. not going to be the favorites probably not and when you're not the favorites you got to have you got to find a way to get other things to go your way to overcome the teams that might be the favorites and might actually be overall better than you sure and i think it is to to your guys points i think it is part of the fun to to melt down um uh, Eddie Rosario is a great example. I know you say you didn't care about that. I do recall melting down about Eddie Rosario throwing to the wrong base and just yeah. missing cutoff men in, in years that the Twins weren't World Series bound. It's frustrating. I'm it's, not saying it's not. I'm not saying annoying. it shouldn't be. It's annoying. It's frustrating, yes. But my point is, like, wait, I think in uh, in soccer, you there's this mentality of, like, you're just supposed to, like, blindly believe in your manager and follow the team and support whichever side he picks. And, like, he left a key player on the bench, but who are we to question it? He knows more. It's like, I don't think that. I don't think it needs to be blind faith allegiance like Rocco can do no wrong. Um, but I I will say, like, if you're trying to keep your uh, stress levels low throughout the course of a season and maybe in August when your team is in first place, it probably does... It, it's just maybe it's worth smoothing over some of the things where you're like, man, I wish you would have challenged that Miguel Sano play at the plate. Or I really wish you would have asked for a review. But if you're watching every single baseball game looking for 30 things that went wrong, you can maybe find them. That's a stressful endeavor. And it might just be more fun to be like, I'll go get 14 runs tomorrow. There, There is some fun to be had in the nitpicking and the you know, magnifying details that should be much smaller than they are and appear bigger in August in a pennant race. But 
I don't know. I think there's a happy, there's a there's a way to be happy and observe a team and follow along with the fun, Rami. The the 2016 Cubs, there's a way to follow along with that, pointing out some of the flaws, how they can be better, how they can be fixed along the way, and sometimes also just accepting that there are going to be flaws. There are going to be losses to the White Sox in August at home. But I've come to terms with the fact that if this Twins team gets to the promised land, they're going to do it slugging their way there. It's not because they play perfect defense. It's not because they have the Braves' 90s rotation. It's because they can score a crap load of runs when they're when they're right and when they get hot. That's how they're going to win this thing. Not to say that it shouldn't be frustrating. You shouldn't be pounding on the table or pulling your hair out when Eddie Rosario does frustrating things like that or Jorge Polanco does frustrating things like that or Miguel Sano does frustrating things like that. You should because the stakes are very high. There's a lot on the line now as we get closer and closer to October. Yeah. And like I said, the magnifying glass is out. But, I mean, you should you should prepare yourself for the fact that those things are going to continue to happen. Because that's who those guys are. You're not going to change their DNA mid-season, especially not this deep into it. They're going, their strength and their path to glory is by hitting the crap out of baseballs. That's what the Twins do best. That's how they win baseball games. That's just the reality of it, man. That That's, that's, that's who they are. On that's pace, not going to change. Yeah, they're on pace to win 98. And it's been pretty good up until now. And that is with all of the warts. That is with Byron Buxton missing significant time, with Nelson Cruz missing time, you know, with Michael Pineda being on the injured list briefly, and the starting staff just generally recently looking like it's it's hit a little bit of a lull. I don't know. I just I try not to get worked up about this stuff, and I think I'm probably happier <laughs> watching because of that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But nitpick away. Definitely. That's part of being a fan. Definitely, and we got two hours a day talking Twins baseball five days a week on the Score North First Place Twins show. So we're going to nitpick. And the more you want to nitpick, the more you're probably listening to shows like this. So keep on doing it. We're the Score North First Place Twins show, live from Boma Soda, the land of 10,000 ranks. Magic number is 34. Manny, Derek, Rami, all back after this on 1500 scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile. Guitar Hero, Selfie Sticks, Fidget Spinners, the Ice Bucket Challenge. Nah. This is something new. Welcome to the all-new Score North. Minnesota sports. Anytime, anywhere. ScoreNorth.com. And now Rosario. Base hit. Right center field. Two runs will score. And the Twins open it up. That I like courtesy of Fox Sports North. This is Score North on 1500, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app, and the Score North first place twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is 34. Rami Makloff, Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill on the other side of the glass, taking you right up until 2 o'clock if you're listening live with uh, Purple Daily with Matthew Collar, who I have not seen in a long time. I just saw him for the first time in weeks. He's been out of camp covering the Vikings. He has that covered for you like a blanket, and you can read his thoughts at scorenorth.com. That was a hologram. And the Scorenorth mobile. That, that was hologram? <laughs> that, was hologram. <laughs> that was hologram, Collar? <laughs> Collar's like remotely from like... You know how you knew? Some football island somewhere. He didn't say football as his hello and mm, goodbye, so yeah. I think Manny's right. The hologram. Uh, that's how you spot the imposter. That's right. <laughs> that's how you spot the fake Collar. It's like the top spinning in... Uh, Inception? Yeah. Exactly. He didn't say football as he walked out that studio door. Wait a minute, Derek. You've seen Inception? I heard about it. 
Did you or did you not see Inception? I've seen it. Yes. Okay. All right. I don't <laughs> not, remember if I've seen it or not. Oh, it's great. I don't yeah. know if I have. Not to tell on myself, but yeah, it's a great movie. It's a terrific movie. <laughs> As I always used to joke, Manny, I don't know if I've used this one. Somebody asked me for my top 10 and I said I'd fill out the top nine and get back to them. Yeah. <laughs> nine total movies. You've seen nine movies in your life? That was the joke, yes. Oh, okay. All right. I thought you were being serious shopping. for a second. All yeah, right. I, I really thought you were being serious <laughs> for a second. Nine movies in your adult life. They said, give me your top ten. I was working toward filling that out. I really, I can't wrap my, there, is, there are people, I don't know about you, Manny, there are people who like I can, I can relate to and we've had very similar life experiences. And then there are people who I'm like, I can't even... Imagine your life not 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 like a bad way. No, yeah, but, I get it. That's fair. That's like fair. the the lack of TV and film and pop culture in Derek Wetmore's life. Like it's a it's like we grew up in completely different dimensions, totally different dimensions. I've known Derek for what about four years now. Yeah, four or five. Yeah, I've come to grips with it. <laughs> It's, it's who Derek is. There's, just, there's a timeline. Yeah. I'm not saying right. like right. my way is better or worse. I'm just saying no, they're just different. Totally different. But you know what brings us together? Baseball. That's right. Baseball brings us together. Well, that was like the first conversation we ever had. Yeah. Baseball. Like, oh, you're a baseball guy. Oh, cool. All right. Right. Yeah, I like this guy. Exactly. And then we sat down and like when we surfed baseballreference.com together for like an hour and became best friends. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, Goose Gossage did not join us for that because uh, he was too busy, again, railing on the modern game of baseball. This mm. time, an uh, article by Bob Nightingale at USA Today and USAToday.com. And no offense to Bob, he's, he's great at what he does, and he's he's been good to me throughout my career coming on as a guest and on the various shows that I've hosted in my time on radio. But I don't know why anybody is still asking Goose Gossage for his opinions on modern-day baseball. Like Unless an editor said to me, can you go find somebody who hates the way the game is played? I'd be like, oh, I know just the guy. Yeah, I'll give him a call. Uh, Gossage, one of a number of guys quoted in this article, and I'll start off with the first Goose Gossage quote. I can't watch these games anymore. It's not baseball. It's unwatchable. A lot of the strategy of the game, the beauty of the game, it's all gone. It's like a video game now. It's home run derpy, home run derby with their bleeping launch angle every night. Are we complaining? We're, I, I don't like, what do you want teams to do? Here's what I always like. They're not doing this for no reason. Teams aren't focused on launch angle and these other analytic uh, uh, variables for, for no reason. It's because that's the best and most likely and easiest way to win baseball games. Not the only way we've talked, Actually, earlier on this show, Derek, about the fact that there are many ways to win a baseball game and to have success as a baseball team. But that's the best and most likely way to score runs and succeed as a baseball team is to hit the ball hot or to excuse me, to hit the ball high and hard. That's that's what we that's what what a lot of research has determined. You know what? There are a lot of things about baseball today that I don't that I would prefer not be the case, so to speak. But there are also a lot of things about basketball and the NBA, my yeah. favorite sport that yeah. I would prefer did not that that were not the case. It's not going to stop me from watching either sport and loving either sport. I'm almost to the point where, like Rami, I think you sort of sarcastically put it. I'm 100 percent with Manny that like it's not it's, it's probably not perfect. And I don't like that there's a possibility that now that every team is also smart, in addition to some teams being rich, that it will be. A wider gap between the haves and the have-nots. I don't love that. Just being honest, as a baseball fan, right? But like, 
I didn't ask Goose Gossage what he thinks about baseball. Don't care. And I guess... I, and Pete I, Rose is quoted in this thing. Like Pinella, Pinella, Joe Madden, Charlie Manuel. I guess I'm just kind of over people that hate the way that it's trending because, like, here's the thing. It's going this way. Mm-hmm. Yo, I've talked to old school people. I've got old school friends. Guys who love baseball. We connected through baseball. And then they don't see it the same way as I do. They just... They just don't. So they don't necessarily appreciate it. But you know what one of them told me one time? It is time that we all just accept it and we learn to either adapt to liking the sport or I'm putting these words in their mouth or like move on. If if you don't like this game anymore, that's perfectly fine. I don't think that some of the changes that the sport has made at a larger scale under uh, Commissioner Rami Makhlouf and uh, former Commissioner Rob Manfred are like aimed at reeling back in Goose Gossage. That, that, that's not the... Nobody sat in a marketing meeting and put that on the whiteboard as the objective. How can we make Goose Gossage like us again? Right. It's not even a factor. So, like, I guess I don't... I'm not just, your target demo, I'm t- per I'm just se. tired of, um, of hearing from him specifically like him very specifically on whether or not you like the way the game is played and whether or not you understand the way the game is played now at the highest level i'm well, I'm, I'm out well and goose gossage let's be honest here goose gossage has been complaining about the way baseball is played for like 20 years so i say him specifically like, like I, he's I, I wasn't shocked this. to hear this one listen great player great pitcher hall of famer all of that stuff all due respect to him okay but like he's been fussing about this stuff For 20 years. And baseball is very different now than what it was 20 years ago. So, like, he's a guy that's just going to complain because he just wants to complain. Yeah. Like, and and it's just. He's a grumpy old man. Yeah. And it's just like, to Derek's point, I'm just over that. Like, if you're just going to be that guy, you know, if Joe Madden has an issue with some things in baseball, I'll listen to Joe Madden because he's currently in baseball right now Mm -hmm. and he's been a successful manager in Tampa and now with the Cubs and all of that stuff. And he has seen, he's been in baseball and has seen baseball sort of change over the years. So I can, I can listen to a guy like Joe Madden. If he's complaining about certain things, I may disagree with some of it, but I'll listen to that. But my, my question to goose Gossage or Joe Madden or anybody else would be, well, what's your solution? How do you solve this? Ban analytics. I was just going to say, because all all these changes... No more are, numbers in here. ...are due to a lot of research and a lot of statistical analysis that's that's brought us to this point, that's brought front offices and coaching staffs to the point of saying, this is how things should be done because this is our best chance to win baseball games. Do you, do you tell teams you're, you're not allowed to... You're not allowed to research? You're not allowed to do data analysis? <laughs> and Joe Madden has been... Reaping the benefits yes. of all of this yes. stuff. Right, that's right. He in actually Tampa and in Chicago. Should, with they the put Cubs. In, should they put in a rule that says you have to have this many amount of bunts and hit and runs over the course <laughs> of right. nine innings? Because Pete Rose likes guys who can spray the ball. Right. So actually, we should separate out here. Joe Madden had some different points to make, and I can actually hear him. I hear him on these. Um, I guess but I'll just quickly back up and say that I don't like. Uh, bumper sticker logic in just about any setting mm-hmm. anywhere. And so if, if you don't back up a claim with like, why, why is this bad for the game at large? Or if you just want to get your own opinion out, that's, that's fine too. Let's mm-hmm. just preface it with that. 
But when Pete Rose is quoted and says, I've seen a lot of guys who can hit home runs, but they can't hit. That's that. Put that on a bumper sticker and put it on the back of your Volkswagen, and that's fine. And put that's it on the back a, of that RV you park outside Cooperstown every year and sign autographs. As you far sad old man. That's as far as it should go. You sad, sad old man. Joe Madden, I'd like to separate out of this because yeah. he said, "Just go to Twitter and search hitting guru." Now I'm quoting from the USA Today article from Bob Nightingale. Just go to Twitter and search hitting guru. And find out all of these different people making money these days. They're making it too complicated, and it's really sad. I grew up as a hitting coach, and I taught hitting a certain way, and I think it's germane to the way you should hit today. I've seen some of the videos that they're selling online that parents are paying for. Wow. They're just promoting the strikeout. That's all they're doing. Now, end quote. I like what Madden is getting at, that it's like, yeah, there's like the whole internet fake expertise and marketing thing. That's that's. Available in every industry. Mm-hmm. I bet you, you, the three of us could go Google like how to get better at sports talk radio, and someone would sell us an ebook for just four ninety nine that comes with <laughs> twelve personal coaching sessions. I'm sure that's the case. It's just, it's the same for anything in Major League Baseball. You are seeing a lot of that. Some of them are putting research and hard science into it to actually make people better, and some are guessing and profiteering off the just, fact. Just trying to make a buck. It's exactly right. Yeah. You're seeing it everywhere so i would separate these two out i would say joe madden does have a point that sort of like the proliferation of information has negative consequences but if you're just saying like teams are researching now trying to make more cody bellingers and more austin meadows and that's somehow bad for baseball, then I just don't know that you're paying close enough attention. No, you're arguing with data and stats and facts, which and I know clouds. I know is a pastime in 2019, but can we not do it when it comes to baseball? <laughs> can we just all agree that science is science and facts are facts when it comes to baseball, please? And Pete Rose can miss me with just about everything. 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 Yes, thank you. Two guys I don't need to hear from, Pete Rose and Goose Gossage. Those are two dudes I don't need to hear from at this point. Yeah, when you said, did you read that article, I said, honestly, no, but I feel like I read it last year. This is the most Goose Gossage quote in the history of Goose Gossage, by the way, (laughs) in this Bob Nightingale article. They got it so an expletive coming off the street who doesn't even know what a damn baseball is can manage our sport. It's like rotisserie baseball. These expletives won their rotisserie leagues at Harvard, and all of a sudden, expletive schools, and now they're general expletive managers. Goose Gossage talking about the modern game of baseball. So, Thad Levine, if you're listening, call into the Score North First Place Twin Show, 651-646-8255, and we'll get you on in the uh, Goose Gossage thinks you're just some Harvard expletive who uh, won your expletive rotisserie league, and now you're an expletive general manager. I do wonder if Thad Levine uh, played fantasy baseball in the day. I don't see why that would be a bad thing. No, I'm just I'm just curious. Like I don't, I don't know if he did or didn't, but it would be the first question I'd ask him if we got him on the on the horn. It's like yeah, I just I don't have a lot of uh, I don't have a lot of like anger for these or anything. I just. I know that he doesn't like baseball the way I like baseball in 2019, and that's okay. I know that the way I like baseball is not really even that relevant to Rob Manford and the people calling the shots. They're trying to grow an audience. Right. And if I find my way, if I self-select out of that audience, then that's fine. They're going to go try to build 
the biggest audience and do what's best for the game. And by the way, the and game, make more money. The game will self-correct itself. This isn't going to be the style of baseball that we see forever. Games evolve, and Mackie brings up this point all the time. Mackie and Judd with Rami, weekdays four to six. Score North on fifteen hundred scorenorth.com. Great show, and the Score North mobile app. Like football is unrecognizable from what it was forty or fifty years ago, but nobody complains about that. Basketball is un- they added a three point line to basketball. They completely changed the way the game is played by adding a three point line. Nobody complains about that. Well, there are For- some. Okay, there are some, but not. Are, it's not this one, loud. One being one one of the one of those some being the arguably the greatest coach of all time, Greg Popovich, but. Greg Popovich is also a guy, even though he's complained about the three-point line, he's, he's evolved also, with it. He's evolved with it, and he uses it despite he's publicly stated how much he hates the three-point line, but he still understands that he has to use it in today's game to have success. For some reason, baseball people just can't stand the idea of baseball not looking exactly the same as it did when they grew up watching yeah. and playing it. The game is going to change. It's inevitable. As a matter of fact, it's amazing that the game has changed as little as it has since it started. When you really look at baseball and, and where it started and where it is today compared to the evolution of other sports. Of oh, the big four, it's probably changed the, the least. least. Yeah. The least. And these guys can't handle that? Like, what would Goose Gossage be saying if he was a basketball player from the 70s? <laughs> He'd have lost his damn mind. All these kids today and their forward passes. <laughs> right, exactly. How about establish the run? I remember when I was a quarterback, you just turned around and handed it off. Like that. Run that or wishbone. I don't understand. But, I mean, I should understand it. It's not just in baseball that we do this. Every yeah. generation complains about mm-hmm. following generations and why things were better in my day. Yeah, and like and it's I- usually not. It really usually is not. We tend to evolve and progress. And honestly, honestly, guys, I don't even... The complaining about it doesn't really bother me that much. It's the, this is unwatchable. I'm not going to watch this anymore because of this. That's the stuff that's like, dude, come on. Well, like, I, why do you have to be so don't like, watch. self? Just don't watch. Don't yeah, watch. Right. Turn it off. Why am I talking so to you? Why am I hearing and, you know, from you right now? Don't call the newspaper. Just Bart. turn it off. And guess what? They're not going to lose a single advertising dollar. Right, because Goose Gossage doesn't like baseball. Again, you're not their target demographic. It's That's fine. Not, you're not who they're going for. I get it. And, he's, and he speaks for, like, we're shadow boxing here a little bit because he speaks for a wider group of people. And I'm just okay with it. I, I Like Manny said earlier, and I think it hits the point just dead on. I don't agree with every change. I don't think baseball is a perfect sport. I think we can continue to make the game better and more accommodating and bring in a wider group of fans. But I don't sit here and watch Twins White Sox on an August day in the middle of the day at work and think, nah, I don't know. Nah. But I'm I'm here for this. I like strikeouts. I like pitchers having a different attack. I like the research. I like the fact that you can figure out what Jose Abreu is trying to do to you here and then use data to try to make yourself better to get him out. I really appreciate that side of the game. I don't understand people who want to be less informed. Well, there are parts of it that confuse me, I'll be honest. Sure. Like, I I mean, I'd say I'm a relatively smart guy, and there are parts that it's just like way over my head, I don't get this. But it doesn't mean I don't think that they should do it just just because I don't understand it or just because it's uh, things are going on behind the scenes that like didn't 25 years ago. I just, I say, okay, well, that's what they do, and 
I'm going to try to learn as much as I can about it so I can have fun talking about it on the radio. Remember earlier in the show when I said if I woke up tomorrow and Thanos had snapped his fingers and ridded the world of geese? I do remember. It was really graphic, up. yeah. That includes Goose Gossage. It's the Score North first place twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, magic number 34. We're back after this on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile you're listening to the all-new Score North, Minnesota sports. Anytime, anywhere. ScoreNorth.com. All right, it's Score North download time. It's 145. Manny Hill here with you for uh, another download. And uh, it's a reminder, a couple things for you here. It's a reminder, this Thursday night, Minnesota United will travel to Kansas City to take on Sporting KC. And you'll hear it right here on Score North, the Score North mobile app and ScoreNorth.com. You can join Jonathan Harrison and Dan Terhar for the pregame at 8 and the uh, kickoff at 8.30. And also coming up uh, at the top of the hour here, 2 o'clock, Matthew Collar will have Purple Daily, and he'll be talking with Sage Rosenfels, the king of journeyman quarterbacks. We'll be joining Matthew Collar to start uh, Purple Daily, and also uh, Robert Mays of The Ringer will be joining them. Uh, this hour, uh, this coming hour as well on Purple Daily. So that's coming up on AM 1500, scorenorth.com, and the Score North free mobile app as we return for one final segment of the Score North First Place Twin Show. Totally free mobile app. Yep. Totally free. And if you don't know all the things that it does, let me tell you you can stream all our fine programming live. You can uh, earn points and get rewards for doing so because we love you here at Score North. You can download and listen and subscribe to all your favorite shows whenever you damn well please. And there's exclusive content only on scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app that, again, is totally, totally free for a potentially limited time. So act fast and go get that thing. Can you get push notifications with Minnesota Sports You can get push notifications. It's also your one-stop shop for all written content from scorenorth.com, like Derek Wetmore's Five Thoughts on the Minnesota Twins. It's really quite remarkable. I'm sorry. All the things that thing can do for free. Manny, I didn't mean to put a quarterback in them. For free. <laughs> Just saying. Awesome. It's totally free. It's a super cool app, though. A lot of people have, uh, month over month, more people are flocking to it, and they, that must mean that they're enjoying it. In record numbers. Well, yeah. I mean, we've been around for six months, so... See, every every month we set a I'm new trying record. trying to make us sound good, cool. Derek. Record numbers. We could have just stopped right there and made ourselves sound good. You're dang right, record numbers. I was told early in my radio career, tell people enough how great you are, and eventually they'll start to believe you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, how do you think I'm sitting in this chair next to you? I know a thing or two about baseball. No, believe me, I do. It's how I got this job, to be quite honest Amazing. With you. I just came here, and I was like, do you guys know how awesome I am? <laughs> that was my interview process. Do you guys have any idea how awesome I am and how lucky you'd be to have me? We are. We are very lucky to have you. Very fortunate. <laughs> that is not at all the case, but I'm lucky to be here. But uh, speaking of, of lucky and greatness, there was an interesting article at ESPN.com. It was ESPN.com, right? If Derek? you're talking about Will Leach, MLB.com. Yes, oh, MLB.com. My bad. It's all good. Uh, I was pulling up. I sent it over to you guys uh, yesterday, and we didn't have time to get to it, so I thought we could maybe squeeze it in today. Sure. The future... MLB jersey numbers likely to be retired, one for each team. Will Leach picked a guy from each franchise and Current said... Current players? Uh, it doesn't have to be. Who okay. is the next in line to have their number retired? All so right. I just thought that was interesting. And uh, let's give a little build up here. And At the top of the article, he is talking about some of the all-time greats. And the Blue Jays is an interesting one because it's Vlad Guerrero Jr. 
<laughs> so <laughs> he thinks he's the next guy to get the Toronto number retired. The Orioles, Adam Jones. I like that one a lot. Rays, Evan Longoria. Red Sox, Mookie Betts. Let's go on and on down the list. AL Central, Royals, Sal Perez. Yeah. Indians, Corey Kluber. Tigers, Miggy, obviously. White Sox, Chris Sale. And the Minnesota Twins. Manny, who do you think they're going to take? And I'm going to make Rami guess, too. The next person to have their jersey number retired? Joe Maurer's number seven is hanging up there. He was probably on last year's list. Who's next? Hang up. Back up for a second. The Red Sox said Mookie Betts, right? Yeah, that's right. Did David Ortiz get his retired already? That's a good question. I got to imagine he did. I, I if he was done I in 2017, so. right? I yeah. think so. I'm I'm gonna search that, Manny. So maybe they retired it like last year. Gosh, I don't remember a ceremony. But at any rate, how do you not? Right? Yeah. If they haven't done it yet, I mean, his is his has to be the next one. It has to be. Yeah. Let me make sure. Um. Uh, as far as the, as far as the twins are concerned, huh? Jersey number retirement. Huh. I'm trying to think. If it makes you... All the, all the ones that are coming to my mind are already there. Like sure. Herbie, Burt. Well, Maurer, Antonio. Yeah. Antonio. Like, they're all... They're all they're, those numbers are already retired. If it helps you sleep at night, MLB.com says David Ortiz's number 34 is retired. Okay. Okay. Right. okay. All right. So, don't... Don't lose any minutes of sleep thinking about that. Sleep's important. I don't think Manny is even considering current players. You're going through your head of past players whose numbers. Well, I'm could just be trying retired. to think of right. players like even like just recent recently players that have moved on. But I guess I mean on the current roster, probably Kepler. Max Kepler. Okay. 26 hanging up there. You told me during the break. I know. Oh, I did? Yeah, you did. Oh, you shoot. Let it, you let it slip during the break. So I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to make myself seem smart. Radio <laughs> professional. <laughs> you know, Kepler, it could Buxton. It is it's Buxton. Buxton. Is it Buxton? It's, yeah. it's okay. Byron Buxton. And this is according to Will Leach. So one man's opinion, take it for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. Where my head first went is like, was Morneau good enough in his time? Uh Tory Hunter. Tory Tory was what I was thinking. Tory, you know, did he do enough in his second tour to say, hey, Cool that you went and did a lot of good things with the Angels and the Tigers, but we love you, Tori. You're a twin. Get that 48 retired. I his, see. I don't know. His first stint with the Twins, though, was a hell of a run. Absolutely. Absolutely. But run. it's tough. It's tough for me to, like, I I lose context of this. Like, Tori Hunter's a great player. Yeah. And um, somebody with the Twins, this is a couple years ago in spring training, just leaning over the fence in Fort Myers and said, like, you think this guy's a Hall of Famer someday? And I'm like, well, first of all, it doesn't matter what I think, but meh, probably not. He's yeah. a Hall of Very Good to right. me. Twins Hall of Famer, sure. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. But then, you know, then the topic of like number retiring is is an interesting one because that's like another that's that's another for tier. Hunter, right? It's another level of like it's one thing to be in the Twins Hall of Fame. It's another entirely to no one is ever wearing that number again. I'd have to look and see where, like, where he falls statistically in in terms of the pantheon of Twins greats, but I think it's at least worth considering, don't yeah. you? For he's, Tony, he's, Tory he's, Hunter, he's on the list. Um, he, I just with Tory, I just think about all the Gold Gloves. Yeah, that in definitely a, in a matters. Mere defensive position, and he was field. a star on a team full of them. Yeah, like he was the star of the Twins on a team that had stars. And a team that was winning American League Central titles, and so I yeah. don't know. It's interesting, but. Byron Buxton is an interesting pick because 
let's be honest, on the grand scale of things, he hadn't really done anything yet. Right. He's a lot of promise. A lot of promise. And if you're picking from this current list, this current group, well, first of all, we should say Nelson Cruz has to be on the short list. Yeah. Even if he chooses to call it quits if this he pulls winter. A, if he pulls a Kawhi Leonard, retire that man's number. If he comes in with it's delivers one, title, one year with the Twins and delivers a title, you yeah. you hang that man's number in the rafters. Well, there's, there's at least a statue forever along with the flags. There was no doubt in my mind <laughs> that if the Vikings would have won the Super Bowl in 2009, the year Favre came in there, that his four's retired. The four four's going in the ring, and of it honor. should be. Yep, it absolutely. And, and well, it should. Without Agreed. question. Yep. Hey, uh, we can't let this show end without talking about this report by Jeff Passan. While we were on the air today. Oh, we can't? I no. thought this was more of a Mackie and Judd with Rami talker. Mm, I can probably do it twice. I know you can. Which is what you might say if you took one of these pills. But uh, Major League Baseball, according to Jeff Passan, tweeted out, uh, well, put out an article that says Major League Baseball, in a memo, warned about the, quote, very real risk of over-the-counter sexual enhancement pills after at least two players this year were suspended for performance-enhancing drugs and claimed the banned substances found in their urine came from the unregulated product. Sources familiar with the situation told ESPN, the use of over-the-counter pills, which are often purchased at gas stations, is prevalent among baseball players, according to multiple sources. It prompted the league to send out a memo on Monday that outlines the risk of consuming non-NSF certified supplements. I don't, I don't know about you guys. And like, if you look... If you need or just want male enhancement, you do behind closed doors what you want to do, dude. I'm not making fun or judging you for that. Fine, whatever. We all need to enjoy ourselves, and God bless. But I've never been in a gas station, and whether I was looking for enhancement for my bat or my bat, I never thought, like, the thing in the gas station... Would be would be the magic pill. Would be the answer to any any problems that I may or may not have. Who goes to the gas station for this stuff, dude? I always see that stuff in the gas station. I'm like, who is this for? Who is possibly getting medical supplements from a gas station? Well, you might have had a better shot against TC Bear in the softball <laughs> home run contest. I'm just saying, the thought. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird, and you get popped, and then this is what you say too. Like that's that's kind of. You might just take the punishment at that time. Oh, it's only 50 games. Uh. But that's how you know it's probably not a lie. Because <laughs> like, who, who comes out and admits that? Yeah, they're like, they absolutely like, have dude, to. Dude, just take the 50 games or 80 games, whatever. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm real careful about what I put in my body. Like, even doctors have tried to prescribe things to me sometimes. And I'm like, can I see the list of potential side effects? And then they show it to me, and I'm like... We're Thanks, but I'm good. I'd rather get migraines. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine if I was a major league baseball player and what I put in my body could cost me fifty or a hundred games and whatever financial considerations have to go with that. No way! I'm just popping pills from the gas station. How stupid are you? How stupid are you to pop pills from a gas station for any reason whatsoever? 750 big leaguers at any one point and a lot more than that when you consider the taxi squads and call-ups and call-downs. Yeah, there are going to be people seeking an advantage in a lot of different ways. And it's not surprising to me to to hear that two of them if I need, tried to claim it. If I need the help that these pills are designed to help you with, I'm going to a doctor. 
which you should if you if that's what you're looking for. If I'm taking these pills because they somehow enhance my performance on the baseball field, I'm going to like some shady doctor. Like I'm going to like biogenesis. Like a clinic? Yeah, that's yeah, I'm exactly going to right. Some, I'm going to some clinic with some kind of medical professionalism. And a super well-paid chemist. Exactly. That's yes. Amazing. I want medical professionals administering these things. I'm not taking anything from a gas station. And neither should you. I'm sorry to all the gas station vendors out there and the people who put those products in these gas stations. But you probably... Shouldn't be taking anything for medical reasons from a gas station. A little advice from your boy, Robbie Magloff. Josh Peterson tweets the show just before we get out here and said, Johan Santana's number 57? Possible retire? Yeah. I'd be on on the short list. I think you'd have to consider that. I just felt like we had to cleanse the palate from the end of of show discussion there. I think Josh is right. 57 should get consideration. 100% agree. That's a good catch. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, probably. Yep. That's the one. I'll let, so, you, I'll let you cleanse the pack. So, Johan. I won't go back. Right? Remember how great Johan was? I won't go back down that road. The score North first place twins show live from Bombasota, the land of so 10,000 ranks. Magic number 34. We're back tomorrow at noon with Glenn Perkins and at 1 live from the Minnesota State Fair.